Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Uncensored Empath, a place for us to discuss highly sensitive energy, illness, healing, and transformation. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Think of this podcast as your no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship. You'll get straight to the point, totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing and growth journey right beside you. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I'm super excited to chat about these five different wounds and archetypes that show up in empath leaders. So this was inspired by a call I was just on earlier today for a group program I'm in. And the group was helping me dissect what are the main wounds that show up in empath leaders? And each person had a different story and my story is different from their story. And so we just kind of categorize these into different archetypes that I think are going to be really helpful for you to help identify within yourself and maybe part of what has been created as your identity so that you become aware of that and then have the opportunity to shift out of that wound and into your more empowered and truly authentic, powerful self. So the first uh, type I want to talk about is the codependent empath. And I actually recorded a podcast episode on this a couple weeks ago. I really dive deep into especially just this overlap between codependency and being an empath. They actually 
coexist quite naturally, even though we may not want to see that part of ourselves, it happens uh, quite often. And so let's talk about the codependent empath and how this wound can show up and what defines the, the traits and characteristics of this within potentially your life. And as I go through these five different types, I'd also love for you to comment below on which ones are resonating for you. So call yourself out. And that awareness is then the first step into shifting your identity. So the codependent empath is very interesting in that it's combining the traits of the empath and the codependent. Usually this is based in an unstable, unsafe, dysfunctional, one of those things, childhood or family dynamic when you were a child. And the codependent empath develops this ability to identify threats. And they're not your necessarily your average everyday threat, like a, you know, a tiger or a car coming at you or something. They're more emotional threats, meaning the person in the room that you must attune to and read the energy of in order to feel safe in your body. Oftentimes that was apparent that you felt like you had to attune your energy to and identify you know, even just like where they were emotionally so that you could adapt yourself to them. What that develops over time is a codependent relationship. And so in the codependent empath leader, we see this person always seeking approval and needing to be shown the next step versus being able to guide themselves more in the traditional leadership role of putting that first step out there, taking that first jump, that leap of faith. And so the codependent empath really wants to be shown the way. There's also a lot of caregiving uh, behaviors and tendencies that can show up in the codependent empath leader because they are so used to putting, especially that person from childhood first, but likely that's overflown into all relationships in their life where they're always putting other people first. And there's a resentment around that. It's a, it's a habit. It's an automatic behavior, but there's still a resentment around why won't anyone take care of me? What about me? Don't I get my needs met or don't I get help meeting my needs or can't someone just show me the way? There's also a question oftentimes of deserving. Do I deserve this? Do I? know enough. And instead, we're always, the codependent empath is always looking for that validation, that approval from outside of themselves because of that natural codependent nature. And that can really trip them up in starting a business, being an entrepreneur, being a health a health practitioner, nutrition practitioner, or coach in this wellness industry as a whole, because there's not always going to be somebody who says, yeah, you're doing it the right way, or uh, I'll do it all for you, or just buy into my vision. That's the dependency. You just buy into my vision, my way, and that'll work for you because it's not always true. The second type that I want to talk about, again, these were gathered in this group call this morning. It was so uh, incredible to be able to just hear all the, these women. And the question was really like, what do you feel like is the wound that is holding you back most in your business or your leadership role. So I, I've labeled or identified this next one as the numb empath. The numb empath. And so this is the person who feels deeply. There's a, there's a 
like a dichotomy there of the archetype name being the numb empath, but the truth is they actually feel quite deeply, but they feel like people will, will judge them for how deeply they feel and how emotional they are or how easily they're brought to tears or how angered they are by something and they want to call it out and they want to talk about it, but there's an embarrassment or a fear of judgment around feeling so deeply. And oftentimes that's rooted in feeling like it's not safe to feel so deeply. I'm going to be too much. And I cannot show my emotions on a line, even a sense of like, that makes me weak. And the other route we can see here is that life has been really tough for this person. There's there's likely been a lot of trauma and that they feel like they've had to, because of all of the trauma, all of the chaos, unsettledness in their life, they feel like they've had to close themselves off. And that's where the numbing comes in. I feel so much that I have to close myself off to the world. It's not safe to feel that deeply. And I, my emotions are something that I'm like more ashamed of than proud of or that I utilize to inform my life. And so a lot of that's been shushed and hushed and and shushed and really put into a box that's created this numbness. And you can see how the numb empath, therefore, would have a really hard time stepping into their highest, most divine leadership role because they never feel like they can truly express their emotions. And your emotions are actually one of your greatest strengths and something that's so incredibly beautiful about you. The third type that came up on this call this morning was the overstimulated empath. And sometimes the overstimulated empath actually then becomes the numb empath, I would argue. But let's talk about it as its own archetype right now. The overstimulated empath is the person with an upregulated nervous system. What that means is that you're in a constant stress state. That stress it sometimes is obvious. I'm really fucking stressed out. And other times that stress is more of a low grade chronic level that is that is not as noticeable, but still certainly there. It's like your bucket is 75 to 80% full. And there's a feeling like when then something does happen in life, I'm always on the edge of burnout and potentially like exploding as well. Overstimulated empath has a really hard time getting calm and grounded and tends to be up in the upper chakras. It's like floaty, airy energy. And there's tons of ideas and inspiration. There's almost an overstimulation of that. You're like, I'm so glad I'm creative, but this is actually too much creativity because I'm not taking action. They have a really hard time taking action. And you, you, as the overstimulated empath gets stuck in indecision in the middle of the road, you just set up camp and there's that challenge of feeling grounded enough to move, to move forward. And therefore there's a, a huge lack of confidence as well. So the overstimulated empath really needs a stable footing, a stable ground and foundation in which to build on. 
They need to down-regulate the nervous system. In leadership, we can see this as majorly holding someone back because if they are always stuck in indecision, they're not taking action. And if they're always upregulated in a stress state, they're going to be burning out. And if they're never getting calm and grounded, they're never going to be able to stand in their true power and be able to have the impact that they desire to have on the world. You know that feeling when you sit in your own problems and your own shadow and your own grief and your own sadness, and your own frustration, your own stuckness. And you're like, I'm going to figure it out. I got this. I'm going to figure it out on my own. And then you sit there and it's so hard to find the answer because you're in your own shit. And it's hard to get out of your own stuff because you are so consumed by it, because you are yourself, because you have your brain that you can't just dissociate from. And so when we get stuck in our life or we feel like the problem is this thing and it must be this thing, the problem is not always that thing. And with the help of my better help therapist, I was able to realize that in my life this week on our weekly call, we talk every Thursday. She is amazing. We were having our conversation and I was talking about something in relation to grief that I thought was a problem. And she was like, Sarah, how do you feel about this? What about that? And I was like, oh, my God, that's the actual problem. I would never have come to that conclusion on my own. And really, part of what has been holding me back or just making it feel challenging for me to move forward with grief has actually been another issue with a different relationship in my life, completely seemingly unrelated, but not. And I'm so grateful to have someone with a more neutral eye help me realize and have those big aha moments in my life. So if you feel like something is interfering with your happiness, if you feel like you're stuck in your own stuff and it's really hard to actually see the big picture or identify where to focus your attention, or you feel like something is preventing you from achieving your goals, then I invite you to try out BetterHelp and get the support from a counselor or therapist for yourself today. Here's how it works. Go over to trybetterhelp.com backslash uncensored empath. That's trybetterhelp.com backslash uncensored empath. You get 10% off your first month of service. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It is professional counseling done securely online, and there are resources and people with expertise that may not even be available locally to you that now you can access from anywhere in the world. It is affordable therapy. It is helpful in that they match you with exactly what you need and help you to start living a happier life. So again, try betterhelp.com backslash uncensored empath and get the support that you are so deserving of today. Let's go on to number four, the supernatural empath. Supernatural. I almost called this one the weird empath because I feel like that is a close sister to it. Uh, and really, I'm describing the same thing. And this is the person, there was a woman on this call this morning that said this. She said, there's always been this fear of like this internal dialogue that said, I'm such an embarrassment. 
I'm an embarrassment to my family. Like I am weird. There's parts of me that at least society has labeled weird that are actually probably just unique things about you or special things about you or superpowers within you, but that you have perceived as this is different and not in a good way. And sometimes that is quite literally like your spirituality, your inner woo, your your third eye intuition that is so like jacked up <laughs> as far as the the uh intensity of it inside the empath's third eye. And that might be something that you feel like that's not regularly accepted by people or that's different or some people think that's really out there or that you're not supposed to be that way or it goes against their religion or something. So the supernatural empath has this fear of embarrassment, this this feeling like they won't be accepted for who they are, and this internal dialogue that just is full of self-doubt, self-criticism, self-doubt. I should be more like that person. So then what we see in this person is that they often swing to the whole opposite side of the spectrum. And instead of owning their weirdness, their uniqueness, what makes them different, they instead swing to the, to the complete opposite side, which is perfection. And the internal dialogue becomes, I should just fit into the crowd. Don't rock the boat. Try to be more like her, look like her, sound like her, act like her, have programs like her, have a website like hers, have a bio like hers, and that will make me successful. When in fact, when you try to copy someone else's energy, that's never going to lead to success because it's not your energetic blueprint. It's just a clone of somebody else's energetic blueprint. But what has likely happened in the past for the supernatural empath is that they've been rewarded for fitting in and for assimilating to the crowd and becoming a sheep in the herd of people versus being rewarded for being themselves and for being different or having maybe unique interests. So it's very entrained within the subconscious that when I do this, I get rewarded. So I should do it more that way, be like them versus own my weirdness, my eccentricness, my the things that that make me stand out and make me beautiful. But they're not, again, perceived that way. They're not perceived as beautiful for the supernatural empath. And lastly, the sacrificing empath. This is the empath that has people-pleasing tendencies and therefore self-sacrifices. They don't put themselves first. There's no boundaries. This, this saying came up on the, on the call I was on earlier, which is love has no boundaries, but maybe it should, right? Like maybe like actually my love has a lot of boundaries of what I feel is okay with me, what is not okay with me, what is respectful, what is disrespectful. And what I allow into my energetic bubble versus what I do not allow into my energetic bubble. So the fat sacrificing empath, especially as an entrepreneur, is going to have really low rates. We see this in the codependent empath too, because there's similar people, people-pleasing uh, tendencies. There's uh, lowering rates, discounting rates, sacrificing what they want for what their community wants, sacrificing their time and their energy and their health and their overall well-being and their relationships in order to feel like they're enough. And likely they feel like their needs aren't important or they've been taught or shown that their needs aren't important by somebody in their life, somebody else in their life, especially when they're younger. And so 
they've learned and developed this pattern of I should fit the mold of what that person wants me to be. Another nuance here to the sacrificing empath is that they're often scared of their own power because it feels safer to just stay put. Let me sacrifice. That is safer than really becoming my true self and stepping into my full power, like unleashing that power within because it feels so unfamiliar because the pattern has always been, please, please, please sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice for other people. So when you start to feel the inkling and the, the, just a little blip of your power come in, it's like, Ooh, that's uncomfortable. I'm actually more afraid of success and power than I am potentially of failure and, and the other side of the spectrum. So the blips of power that this person feels, that actually might overstimulate or, or upregulate their nervous system and stress them out versus be empowering and go, Ooh, yeah, I got this power. I got, I got this, this superpower magic. And when they start to feel that they run away, they back away because it's unfamiliar and it's uncomfortable. And as human beings, we resist change. I'm going to summarize what these five different wounds are. So there's the codependent empath. There's the numb empath, the overstimulated empath, the supernatural empath, and the sacrificing empath. And these all hold us back from stepping into the empath leader role that is embodied and powerful and confident in a change maker, a world changer, a disruptor to society in a way that allows for this new paradigm on new earth to be birthed. They are the healers of the world. There is a lot of giving, but it's a balanced giving. It's a balanced dynamic between the masculine and the feminine energy. I want to tell you about a brand new podcast from my friend Laura. It is called Activate. And Activate is your one-stop shop for all things mind, body, and soul elevation. Each week, Laura and her guests will bring you tools to align your mind and your heart and take empowered action. You'll learn how to strip back the layers, silence the noise, and listen to your heart's truest calling. And most importantly, you'll give yourself full permission to say yes to your higher self. So if you're ready to dig deep and get out of your own way, Laura's got you. 